You're listening to Nightlight. Hi there, welcome back to another end time edition of Nightlight. I'll be talking once again over Skype to Joseph Kandel, speaking to us from Budapest in Hungary. There's been lots happening since the last show that we did together, and we'll be discussing some of the latest things that are happening in the news. This show also gives me a chance to share with you some terrific new songs, some real good lively ones, like this one from Ray Brannan, who can't be happy about everything. Now if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, look at the bright sun, count your blessings, my friend. I have to say that it's helped me many times to change my attitude and get me smiling again. Now I'm a firm believer positive thinking. About everything Some people wonder where we came from And where do we go from here And you know it's valid to search out our destiny a mind and we ought to use it to discover how we get to where we desire to be these geniuses say it all started with the big bang billions of years ago and they chastise anyone who doubts them on that they're forcing their assumptions on our children in the school that we came from monkeys and all that crap That was just their excuse in case anybody asked. With a trillion spent invading and killing, they could have fed all the poor. Could have supplied health care for every man, woman, and child. And had plenty left over, that's for sure. Apparently not Folks keep voting in the same kind of evil politicians Who want to keep the wars going at any cost Then comes along the administration Who says everything's okay 
And there's no longer any such thing as sin Don't even want to imagine What kind of world our grandkids will grow up in No, you can't be happy about everything That's Ray Brannan. Can't be happy about everything, that's for sure. That we can be really happy that Ray, he's that, uh, must be 71 years old, is it, Ray? He's still writing and producing great music. He actually just sent me 10 new songs, and I'm really looking forward to playing you all of them on upcoming nightlight shows. And I've got some more super new songs to share with you later on in this show from, let's see, Jeremy Spencer, maybe a couple from him, Al Pratt, if we have the time, and also Tom Walk. So stay tuned. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. Okay, standing by on his computer in his apartment in Budapest, Hungary, is Joseph Kandel. Hey, Joe, nice to have you back on the show. It's, <laughs> wow, it's been a while. Yes, it has been a while, Simon, and uh, since our last show together... A lot's been happening, uh, eh? I think a lot has been happening, especially within the last two or three months. There's so much in the news with Russia, uh, Syria, Israel, and the uh, the false flag event that just recently happened yeah, right. in uh, Syria. So it's pretty interesting to watch. It's also interesting to see how Russia's gone in there, gone into Syria, and it is now uh, protecting Assad, President Assad, and he's... Uh, helping to uh, protect the, the Syrian government and the people. Recently, when America, England, I believe it was England, America, and France, they attacked Syria, you know, they were able, from what I understand, they were able to shoot down quite a few of the missiles, something like 66, with, they had some of the Russian uh, technology uh, to do this. But, the, you know, they did get hit. They took it. And I, I believe somehow Putin and the, they will somehow retaliate in some way somewhere in the future. But that was, uh, you know, Donald Trump. It seemed like he didn't want to do this. He, it seemed like he wanted to pull all the troops out of Syria. And he made this very well known that they were going to leave. You know, he was finished with it. And then as soon as he started trying to make that kind of a move, that's when the, you know, I believe it was a false flag where... The Syrian rebels, maybe even backed by the U.S. government, they uh, either had a false flag attack to blame it on Assad and using that false attack of, uh, you know, uh, hurting the civilians with the, their bombs, you know, they, they were able to use that hysteria to attack Assad. And, of course, it would be crazy for him. I mean, for him, you see the U.S. leaving Syria and getting out of the picture, that, that's a victory for him. You know, that's a victory for Assad. Yeah. And so why would he danger that by attacking, you know, uh, his fellow people? You know, even if they're on the other side, he would not do that. And I don't think he could do that on his own without Putin and Russia's permission. Yep. So I think that, you know, I think they set him up as a false flag, blamed him for something he didn't do to keep the Americans there and to keep the, the war tensions very high. It looked like there for a while that, uh, you know, when, when this attack happened and America attacked them, that yes. everybody was looking at Russia to see if Russia would, you know, attack the U.S. planes coming in and what would there be the reaction. And 
it, they just kind of held back and didn't, which was which was a good thing because otherwise we could have had a major war. <laughs> it could have been a nuclear war. I mean, on BBC and in the news, they were seriously showing how the situation could very easily escalate into a full-scale nuclear war. It seemed, Joe, that when the attack came, they were very careful not to kill any Russians because the Russians had warned if any Russians were killed, they'd take out the ships from the, which the missiles were launched. I mean, it was a really, it was a really tense, scary situation. Yes, they are. it looked like there might, you know, there could have been a carrier war where the Russian Navy and the U.S. Navy, it looked like it could go that direction, but it didn't, thankfully. It seemed like Putin took a very, very moderate stance on this. It sort of stopped. You know, Russia didn't really do anything, at least not yet. But uh, now what they're doing now, Simon, I just read yesterday, uh, you know, because Russia has their, their, a lot of their air force there, and now they're shipping tanks and other weaponry to uh, uh, Syria, you know, so they're building up their military there on the ground. So, but when you look at what's happening there, and you, you look what's happening, you know, in Syria and, you know, around the world, and it, it just seems like uh, the tension is getting higher between the Russia and the United States. You know, it's just like, it seems like we're headed for a major conflict. Maybe some are speculating, maybe sometime this year, or next year, we, meet, we may see a, a global confrontation. Joe, it seems that over the last year or so, the West, primarily the U.S., Britain, France also, done everything they can to demonize Russia and Putin and revive the old Cold War between them, try to portray Russia as the aggressor, which is not at all the case. I mean, when you think about it, Russia only has three overseas bases, while the U.S. has hundreds. It's almost like they're trying to bait Russia to attack them, almost as if they want to have a war with Russia. Uh, Putin even very recently demonstrated Russia's new super missiles that can hit anywhere in the world without even being detected, without even knowing they're coming. They fly so fast. And he's been trying to warn the West to back off and leave Russia alone. But the West are continuing debate him even though i mean it's it's suicidal it's putting the whole human race in danger of the fallout from a nuclear confrontation well a while back simon what happened if you remember uh, gee i don't remember how many years ago where russia was sort of out of the global picture remember and usa sort of won the cold war and it seemed like russia was having a, a lot of economic problems they lost their status, you know, as a uh, almost lost their status as a superpower, although they still had their nuclear weapons. Right. But while everybody, you know, thought Russia was kind of uh, asleep, while everybody thought they were asleep, they were busy building these high-tech missiles. <laughs> right. You know, the Sunburn missile and many other missiles that you're, you know, you were talking about. Right. And these missiles are much more, you know, they're much more advanced than the American and Western Europe missiles. Uh -huh. Much more advanced. So this is what they put their technology into to missile warfare. So America could have all these big aircraft carriers you know, on the coast of Syria or anywhere for that fact. But in a war, the missiles that Russia has made, and many of them, and like you say, very accurate, these aircraft carriers would not be able to withstand a missile attack. Right. So Russia has the upper hand because they went to that technology. They were very smart in putting a lot of their technology, a lot of their uh, money, military money, into uh, making missiles, which far surpassed the U.S. technology and USA technology on their missile warfare. Yes. And we saw some of the accuracy of that 
I, I, I think Syrian, the Syrian military also used them during it, and they actually took out, I think, something like 66 incoming uh, missiles. Out of 100. Yeah, out of 100. So that's a pretty high rate when you're thinking of hitting a coming in, missile coming in. So the Russian technology is, is far superior. You know, it's, it, it's very interesting to see what's going on and to see how this uh, uh, political situation will, will play out. I mean, if, you know, R Russia went in there, uh, Putin went in there, and if it wasn't for them being there, uh, Syrian Assad would have gone the way of Libya and what happened to Gaddafi. They killed him, took over the country. Uh, Saddam Hussein was killed. You know, they were trying, they're trying to get seven states in that region to get rid of their leaders and put in new leaders and a new government. Right, that's their plan. And that would have happened to Assad, except Putin and Russia went in, and they have protected him. Right. And so the West is unable to uh, get rid of him or change things there. And this is really making the U.S. mad and uh, whatever other countries behind this. Because mm -hmm. they're protecting, you know, they're protecting uh, Syria and, and Assad in this thing. And they, you know, like you say, they really used wisdom. They didn't retaliate. They played it cool. So it was very smart. But, you know, it might not be over yet. They might try to hit him again. You know, it's like, they, okay, they hit. It didn't really do so much damage. So we'll have to just keep a very close eye because that's still a very hot spot. Could lead to a world war, in fact. Signs of the Times. Well, let's break for a song. Here's something fresh and new from Jeremy Spencer asking who's behind the news. When I heard them blame the Spanish, then the Asians and the swine, I couldn't help but wonder if they've been handing us a line. This latest scare must be the most bizarre I've ever heard. They've taken a killer flu bugaboo and they're blaming it on the birds. Now who's behind the news? Yeah, who's behind the news? Is it the Russians or the terrorists? The US or the Euro? You, I got the who's behind the news blues. Will I look for facts and figures, names and faces, time and place? But all I get is doctors saying science speculates. Now we know such flimsy evidence in any official report wouldn't amount to a hill of beans in any judicial court. Oh, who's behind the news? Is that a question? Who's behind the news? Who's looking to find the next in line to be blaming for the blues? I got the who's behind the news blues. We point our fingers and laugh at generations in history who swallowed whales of old wives' tales and foolish fallacy. But one of these days we'll look back and say as we hold our sides with mirth that modern man was the biggest dupe that ever walked this earth. And who's behind the news? We won't be wondering then. Who's behind the news? We'll have cottoned on to who it was all along that was cooking up this ruse. And bye-bye, who's behind the news blues? Yeah, sad, isn't it? 
along, you may come along and be accusing me of believing in some kind of hidden global conspiracy. But it seems to me that the problem is we trust too implicitly in the gospel according to CNN and to people. Hey, 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 listen. You better shut up, buddy, or we'll slap your name on our next pandemic. <laughs> oh, that's the old maestro. Great sense of humor, Jeremy Spencer. More from Jeremy later on in the show. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. And our guest is Joseph Candell, called by some end time Joe. Always great to have you on the show, Joe. And uh, let's get on with what we're talking about. Well, we've just been talking about Syria. Before we leave Syria, I want you to tell our listeners what you were telling me, because I hadn't heard about this, that there were Nephilim DNA-altered soldiers fighting in Syria. Well, yes, Simon, it, it was in the news where there were genetically modified, well, they called them Nephilim soldiers. They actually called and them that. And that they were fighting, yeah, they were called, well, in the article, they were called Nephilim soldiers fighting in Syria. And of course, Nephilim was like in the days of Noah, where the giants, you know, they made love with the human girls, and then you had the Nephilim, but they also were called the giants. It was a very short article, but it, it did say that the Nephilim were in Syria fighting. On which side? Uh, I it, it didn't say. It, I didn't catch the side they were fighting on, but I was assuming it was on the possibly on the American side, but I don't know for sure. Because we know the technology, and of course, a lot of it we don't hear about, but they're trying to, you know, create Nephilim, half human, half hybrid, you know, and, and mix it like it was in the days of Noah, where you had the hybrids um, and the giants. So I don't know, I guess but I would, anybody who's interested in that topic, anybody who's listening to the show, you would probably have to kind of do a, a, a Google search on that to get more details. End Time News and Views. Joe, it seems to me that the U.S. should be more worried about the Chinese than the Russians because it's the Chinese that are waging an economic war against the West, building up their own military also in the South China Sea. I mean, they're taking over the world. They're pretty much in every country of Africa. They're building roads, infrastructure. They're buying up businesses everywhere, including in the U.S., where a lot of the real estate and major companies are now owned by the Chinese. And the latest very major development is, of course, that they're no longer buying oil in U.S. dollars, but they've introduced the, not petrodollar, they've introduced, I guess they call it the Petro One. Yes, it is, Simon. They're selling oil in their local currency, which is called the, I think it's called the Yuan. They they just started doing this, and this is the first time a country has done this since, oh, as far as way back in... I think 1973, 1974, when Henry Kissinger and Nixon administration, they made a deal way back there that all oil bought and sold in the world, they needed to use the U.S. dollar. And of course, that's how the dollar got the name petrodollar, because you could only buy oil in U.S. dollars. And now, just what, a month ago, six weeks ago, China, it's been the first country since 1973 to now they're selling their oil in the yuan currency, in their own currency. So this is a, this is a, a challenge to the U.S. dollar. Now, I don't, at this point in time, it, I mean, they're selling oil. I don't know how, how good it's going. We have to see because it just basically started. Right. But it is a challenge to the petrodollar. 
And what's kept the dollar strong, and even though America is uh, over $18 trillion in debt, and you know their economy could crash very quickly, but one thing that's helped America is that everybody that buys oil uh, around the world had to use the U.S. dollars. So everybody had lots of U.S. dollars. Every country had lots of U.S. dollars on hand to buy oil. They had a lot of U.S. dollars in their banks that was, as it was the number one currency. But if that changes, that could really weaken the American economy if the dollar ceases to be the world currency or, quote, the petrol dollar. And if people in the world start moving towards China's yuan, to buy and sell oil, this could really hurt the oil industry in America, and it could, well, a lot of economists are saying the possibility, they're suggesting if the U.S. loses the dollar superior, superiority, that this could really further weaken their economy and even have a very serious economic crisis there, being that they're $18 trillion in debt. $18 trillion, So this is something gosh. to keep an eye on, and it's a big, it's a very, very big change. So we have to see how China, how they do with it, how many countries start doing it, and if it will, you know, will it affect the dollar, will it affect the U.S. economy? Now, David Stockman, who used to work for the, uh, I think it was the Reagan's administration, he was one, of, he was the, like the finance minister, the treasurer yes. for the administration, and he, he's saying that this is a very serious economic situation, and it, it breaks the chain, so to speak, you know, the, ch the dollar chain is being broken. Right. So he was very concerned that this could lead to a very um, economic problem for the U.S. dollar mm -hmm. and further trouble the U.S. economy. That was his take. So everybody's sort of watching how this will, how this will go. And, and you know, and, and what's happened too, Simon, besides the China uh, selling oil in their own currency, the yuan, now China and U USA are in a trade war against each other. Yes. One of the last big trade wars that were ha was happening in the world was in the 1930s. Now, it's pretty well known and studied that in the 30s, there were a lot of countries having trade wars against each other. Really? And eventually, these trade wars actually was one of the main factors, not the only factor, but one of the main factors why uh, the world went into World War II. Huh, I didn't but know that. But it first that. started as a trade war. And then the trade war turned into a shooting war. Of course, there were other reasons too, but that was also a very big, big factor. Yes. So that's a so that's something to watch too. If if China, uh, Russia, and I don't know what Russia's doing. I think Russia's also going to take the same step because they have oil. Maybe they'll maybe they'll start taking one, or maybe they'll take both. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to see what Russia does. Uh, whether they use the dollar for oil, or they go into the yuan, or maybe use their own currency. I don't know. But it's a, it's a very, very uh, sensitive situation. This is something that's it's fairly new in the news, so we just have to see how it plays out. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. Well, over the past few months, I've been sent a lot of songs from various artists that I'm really looking forward to sharing with you on upcoming shows. And there are some of them which would not fit in so well with my more devotional, mellow style of nightlight shows. Much better for these current events shows. Here's another of them. This one on the topic of the advertising industry. This is Tom Walk. It's the favorite gadget to go You save up all your money to buy it They promise you the world on a stream And all your friends will love it 
Joe, I don't know if you've heard about the new Sesame social credit system in China. I mean, talk about racing towards the mark of the beast. What this new Chinese social credit system does is to merge individual credit and legal records and social media accounts and then give you a score or a citizen ranking. Apparently, Joe, every aspect of your life factors in. Your online shopping habits are traced with certain purchases dragging down your score, such as video games. The government looks at your bills, your school records, even whether you visit your parents enough. And your social media accounts are checked for any form of political dissent. And you can even lose points if you have friends who have a low score. If your score sinks too low, then you cannot travel, you cannot buy property, send your child to a good school, or even eat at a nice restaurant. And listen to this. The slogan for this Sesame social credit system is once untrustworthy, always restricted. My God, how awful is that? It's almost unbelievable. Yes, absolutely right, Simon. The the technology is there. Uh, as you said, China has made some um, uh, very big advancements in that area, especially with the, uh, what's their population now? They're over 1 billion people. Can't remember what the la- la- latest number, but yes, the, what they've done in their own country and laying the groundwork 
for the coming uh, economic system where they, you know, they call the chip implant or whatever technology it'll be or the, in Revelations 13, it talks about the, you know, here's mine that hath wisdom, let him count to the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 603 and three score and six or 666 and, yes. you know, it tells that nobody can buy and sell without the mark of the beast in their right hand or in their forehead. Right. So China has made a lot of leaps and bounds in this area, and other countries have too. Mm -hmm. The whole world is not exactly totally united on the same level as China. Thank but God. But I think we're going to continue to see more countries uh, uh, go that direction. You know, they try to get rid of uh, cash, Bitcoin. A lot of countries, they're going into that technology. Yes. So it's all going in that direction. And China's, I think at this point, China is uh, pretty much leading the way. But also, you know, you look at America, look at all the chip technology that's being used there. You know, your your debit cards has chips and their whole system is based, you know, on the electronic transfers in, in the States and Western Europe. And, right. And uh, so, you know, everybody's at a different level, but eventually under the Antichrist and when we move into the last seven years and particularly when the Antichrist breaks the covenant after the first three and a half years, then we go into the Great Tribulation. It's probably when this uh, chip implant will be mandatory. Yes. Where no man can buy and sell without a chip in the right hand and forehead. Now, it might be available before that, too. It seems that it wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't maybe need to have it. You know, they'll let you buy. It'll be more on a voluntary basis. But having said that, it looks look like in China, it's not a volunteer thing. I think they're they're making it mandatory already. So that that's a thing. Now, I don't think right now that would be considered the you know 666 uh, implant at this point in time but uh, it's getting people prepared for it and when you read about it other people who read the articles that's coming from China on this particular topic it's sort of you know it's getting people to think about that technology and yes hey yeah maybe that technology is really cool let's see if the Chinese like it let's see if it's better than the you know ha passing cash and coins back and forth so uh, it's another step in that direction. And of course, with China, with over a billion people, that's a very big step. Nightlight Insights. Yes, Joe, I mean, it's amazing how rapidly AI technology is advancing. I mean, not many years ago, you'd have thought that China was the last place where they'd been able to monitor and control their population as there's so many people and so many of them very poor. But now they've done it uh, through technology. And this is the closest thing we've seen to how the Antichrist is going to be able to control everybody with his mark of the beast cashless society. But it seems that people are generally blind and unaware that this is happening, kind of like the proverbial frog not jumping out of the ever slightly increasing hot water uh, in the name of globalism and convenience and connectivity. People's freedoms are being taken away and they don't even seem to care they're too sucked into the technology themselves, spending hours and hours every day looking at smartphones, checking their social media, looking at computer or TV screens, becoming more and more dumbed down and completely unaware that all this technology is not for their good and their convenience, but it's gradually encircling and trapping them in what is fast shaping up to be the final mark of the beast system as described in revelation chapter 13 yes these are very big steps to get into the you know revelations 13 666 technology 
where everybody will be monitored. Everybody will either have a, have a uh, some sort of chip or whatever final technology that will be in their right hand or in their forehead. So yes, the, these things that uh, we're talking about, things that you're talking about, this this is very advanced technology, and it seems to be moving faster and faster. Right. Things can continue to drag on, Simon, as we know. And but you know, it, it all it takes is a you know, like we saw what happened with um, you know Syria. And the situation there, I mean, that, you know, war there, a big, you know, overall war, you know, if the U.S. and Russia would have went at it, I mean, uh, it can change the ver world very quickly and very vastly, you know. Geologists and people are talking, they're, 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 they think there's going to be some huge earthquakes hitting California. Of course, they can't predict it, but they're just monitoring the faults there and up towards Washington and Oregon and other parts of the world. So, you know, uh, a war, uh, economic collapse or major disasters can you know, changed the world very, very quickly. And I also read just a day or two ago that big banks around the world are stockpiling gold ahead of uh, stockpiling gold because they believe there's going to be a massive economic collapse coming. Right. You know, so what does that tell you? If banks are <laughs> stockpiling gold, what do they What do they know what a lot of other people don't know? Of course, we know the possibility there, but so they're even stockpiling uh, uh, their, their banks, you know. Uh -huh. It's all leading towards the, the final ultimate is the rise of the Antichrist. They build, you know, they see they allows the Jews to rebuild their uh, Jewish temple mm -hmm. for the third time. He breaks the seven-year covenant, and we go into the tribulation, and we have this uh, really strong dictatorship. Everything we do, everything we say, everything we buy and sell will be totally monitored. And if you don't have the mark of the beast, they will. it says that they will kill you in Revelations 13, 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us will not be taking that, but of course, the Lord has different places of the world where uh, we f flee into the wilderness, we, where we have the place prepared of God that they should feed us there 1,203 score days, or yes. uh, that's uh, 360 days in a year. And so for three and a half years, there will be places of protection. And But then also many Christians, or even those who are not Christian, who don't accept uh, this technology, this chip implant, or whatever technology that will finally be to buy and sell, uh, they will they will try to track them down and, and kill them, because it will be totally mandatory to have this uh, system, economic system. And they already have the technology to do that. Yes, they do. In China, they have facial recognition technology that can pick a person out in a crowd of sixty thousand. Yes, that's a, that's amazing. Come to think of it, Joe, I wonder how Christians score in the new Chinese social credit system well that's a good question one thing i i did read too just recently simon in one of the big provinces i don't think it's all of china yet but in a very big province uh, they're making christians everyone to go down and register that all christians need to go and register i forgot the name of the city now, if you're non-christian you don't have to go sign up anything but if you're a christian you have to go to the city hall and sign your name to their paperwork so they know who you are, and I would imagine they probably want your address as well. So that was that was a pretty interesting development, you know. And this is something that can spread all over China as well. There's a lot of Christians in China, and some some of them seem pretty radical from what I have heard about it and heard different testimonies. Uh, some of the Chinese pastors talking on American shows, you know, a lot of the shows were geared on the end time, and it's quite amazing uh, that what they do and how they. They meet secretly in homes and, and uh, you know, fellowship and read the Bible, talk about the end time. And so it's quite amazing how they're surviving there. 
And then the more they try to wipe them out, the more Christians are born, you know, born-again Christians. So it only helps the, the Christian population to grow there when they try to stop them. Desperate to get on board. I ran down to the station. Desperate to get on board. The train was jam packed, loaded. They just slammed their Ringing my hands and crying Death was coming on the waters I could see it was about my time Stars and say there, but by the grace 
back to his roots there in the blues Doom Train I asked Jeremy about that song he said I wrote Doom Train with Tron Diotero the lead singer and harmonica player with whom I recorded the precious little album I don't remember him saying where and when the disaster happened but it did happen so it's based on fact it's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight Joe, here's something that should concern our listeners in the U.S., although no doubt it's something that will soon also be worldwide. That's the new 5G wireless communication network that's being set up. Now, apparently, this is not just an upgrade from the 4G network technologies. It's a whole new form of communication that's been called the Internet of Things, in which everything will have an IP address and be categorized and digitized and become a a node on the smart control grid. Apparently, 5G uses the same electromagnetic frequencies that they use for crowd control weapons and can be used to control people's bodies and minds. And the population becomes then what the 5G developers call wetware. Uh, This 5G smart grid is to be tested in 11 major U.S. cities with plans to have it fully online by 2022. And then there's a 15-year plan to hand everything over to artificial intelligence. And they're saying that by 2025, AI will become self-aware and will start running things on its own. Nightlight. Keeping you in tune with the times. Gosh, Joe, I think the Lord just has to intervene very soon, don't you think, when you when you see all this happening so quickly in the world? Technology, AI, robots advancing so rapidly, it's just mind-boggling. Elon Musk has been warning that the only way for humanity to try to compete with AI robots is to merge humans with AI. Yeah, that's a very big possibility. You know, it's going to be interesting to see this all goes. And again, too, as I mentioned before, the technology for the image of the beast, you know, who has all the knowledge of the world yes. tucked in his uh, mind or his brain or artificial brain. So he, there, that technology is going that direction as well. But having said that, there could be other uh, other people, you know, other technology people like that. But this this particular one will be... St- promoting the Antichrist and have the world, sounds like he has all the world knowledge tucked in him. And and he's just saying, you know, so-and-so doesn't have the mark of the beast, he should be killed. And, you know, so this image of the beast is quite powerful. And you're, and the big point is they're working, like you're saying, they're working on that technology now. And it's advanced and it's going quickly. And Joe, did you see that superhumanoid-looking robot called Sophia, which has been granted actual citizenship to Saudi Arabia, of all places? She has, like, super intelligence, access to all the knowledge that's on the Internet, and is continually learning and getting smarter. And the creator was saying that all of her knowledge is basically on the cloud and can be shared with other robots so that all the robots will be equally smart and have, you know, like a hive mind. Yeah, they'll be all over, but I, but there will be one in that particular, for some reason, the one is going to be there, yes, the yes, image of, of the beast there with the AC. But I don't know why, uh, but like, but that's a very good point. Like, there, 
yeah, the image of the beast. It looks like him. But that's a, I mean, that technology, what you're just, that's, that's pretty heavy stuff. That's very scary stuff. You're with Nightlight. Okay, Joe, I'm looking at this list of news topics that you sent me. Here's one. Scientists warn disease X could wipe out humanity. Globalists eager to release race-specific bioweapons and synthetic superbugs to cull population. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that one, Joe? Well, that's a that's a very big possibility, Silent. Remember, one of the signs Jesus said, you know, it'd be uh, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, which is diseases, you know, earthquakes in device, diverse places. So, yeah, they can manufacture uh, these deadly viruses. In fact, they've already done so, you know, in, in the past. Even what that, what was that, the, uh, back in World War One, before World War One, World War One was the name of that flu? I can't remember the name. Spanish Swept flu. Swept the globe, I think. Yeah, the Spanish flu. That They say that was genetically modified to do that. Really? And sure, they, they're always doing that. Now, we know, at least from the agenda of the globalists in the coming world government, they want to uh, eliminate about two-thirds of the population because they say there's too many useless eaters. Yes. That's what they call them. And so they, they could do something like that where, they, you know, maybe only a third will survive. They, don't, they, they won't take out the whole world. They ha you know, there has to be people. Right. But uh, now whether they would get rid of two-thirds, I don't know. They might try. Uh, they can cause an epidemic that can kill a lot of people, and there would be no antibiotics for it. So it's a very dangerous situation, and, and uh, they can use that to, to, to create chaos, to create fear. And, oh, look, you guys, we have a, we have a antibiotic for this or a shot for this, but you have to join the New World Order to get the shot. You know, they can, you know, they can do all kinds of things using this kind of stuff. Joe, some people say that that could be the reason why the globalists want to start this war with Russia as a quick way to reduce the world's population to a more easily controllable number. And by some reports, they're already fleeing to their hideaways and bunkers in countries in the Southern Hemisphere. That's a very good point, Simon, because I also read where they, um, a lot of these uh, elitists have gone to their bunkers recently. And, uh, and they, you know, they're making sure they're stockpiled and and uh, I, I like what you're saying, something big could be brewing where they do want to eliminate a good part of the population, whether through war or natural disasters or, you know, famine or whatever. And uh, that's a very good point that uh, this, this is something that could happen and it could be sooner than later. Because if they're already talking about bunkers, I've read they're talking about going into their bunkers. And you look at the, you know, the big banks are stockpiling gold. Maybe something is on the horizon. I'm not sure if Satan himself is keen on this idea of culling the world population because his goal is to be king of this world. And I think he'd like to have as many people worship him as possible. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, even though they say two-thirds, two maybe it won't be that many. I mean, it's hard to really say what the population will be when he comes into power. I don't know. Maybe I think two-thirds uh, is quite a bit and maybe too much. Of course, I don't know. Only the Lord knows that. But I, I think there would still be quite a few people around. I don't think they will get everybody. But, of course, he, only the Lord could allow it to happen. If it's not the Lord's will, it won't happen. The Lord's in control of the world. That's the bottom line. You know? Deceiving, I ain't. 
Joe, we're into the last section of this show, and I remember there was something that I wanted to ask you about. What do you think of Emmanuel Macron, the young president of France? Uh, that's a good question, uh, Simon. I really, at this point, don't know. He just uh, got in, and I haven't read so much about him. I mean, I know he, he seemed to join the coalition with U.S. and England to uh, bomb Syria, uh, but he's he's a fairly new leader, so... I, for me, the the jury is still out because I haven't seen enough of what he's done or hasn't done. Well, actually, Joe, there's some very interesting things about Macron that have some Christians saying that he could be the Antichrist. To begin with, he was suddenly revealed. He came out of nowhere onto the political stage, belonging to neither the left or the right party. He's an avowed globalist. Yes, I read about that, too. 
He's a globalist. And he was elected by exactly 66.6% of the vote. His acceptance speech was in front of the glass pyramid at the Louvre with an orange Illuminati eye positioned right above his head. Oh, yeah, I remember reading that, yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, Joe, apparently there's exactly 666 panes of glass in that pyramid. He said that he'll rule France in the power of the Roman god Jupiter. Yes, I read about that too. His name Emmanuel means God with us, and Macron means Mark, as in Mark of the Beast. He's also a Rothschild banker, and he's an actual prince, the prince of Andorra. And of course, in Daniel 9.26, it refers to the Antichrist as the prince that is to come. He's also very young, just 39 when he was elected. And there's a lot of other mysterious things about him. I'm not saying that he's the AC Joe. I think probably he's not. But he definitely ticks a lot of the boxes. But at the very least, Joe, it shows just how quickly the Antichrist could appear on the world stage. I think at the very least, he may be one of the 10 kings who give their power to the beast. Yeah, he's young, has a fierce countenance, a dynamic speaker. His look is more stout than his fellows. and He's also a Rothschild banker. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, if he's not the AC or whoever the AC will be, Obviously, he'll, he'll be a, a Rothschild pick to be in there, you know. He's also very young. No, I've seen him on TV, and he, I was surprised at the, how young he was. And, and, uh, but I need to read more. That, now that you mentioned all this, I, I, I like to read more about him and look more at the French news about what he's doing. The thing I always look for, too, I mean, of course, we don't, we don't know exactly the script and how it will play out, but it just seems that, you know, according to Bible prophets, the little horn comes out of the four winds and one of the chief areas that we've always thought he would come out of Egypt and right. uh, so that was always uh, uh, something to watch Egypt because out of it will come the great confusion the author of confusion is even now Marston's forces for the great confusion you know so yes and talks about the AC having eyes like the eyes of a man of mouth speaking great things whose looks is more stout than his fellows and and it was you know it's given him a, you know he's a dynamic speaker so it seems he has to have something to do with Egypt, too, as well. So I don't know. But there also, there's 10 kings that join with him. So these guys are pretty powerful, too. They probably, they probably control a region. Right. Each 10 will probably control a region. But they'll be, you know, they will work together with the Antichrist. And, of course, he will be the top dog. But they'll be part of his team. Yes. So even if, let's just say theoretically, if he isn't, if he isn't the Antichrist, he could be one of the 10. Right, you know, to right, help right, lead right. Europe to be the leader of the one of the uh, ten kings, you know, be one of them, or maybe who knows, maybe uh, somehow he gets to Egypt. I don't know, unless it's just a, a spiritual thing. But it's you're right, it, somebody like that, you got to keep an eye on, and see what what he does, where he goes, and the influence he's having on the French people, and and uh, the big influence he's having on Europe. Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm. You're listening to Nightlight. Joe, unfortunately, we're running out of time. There are a lot more topics on the list that we could have discussed, but we'll have to leave those for another time. I'd like to go out with one more really cool song from Jeremy. But in closing, anything else that you'd like to share? Yeah, Simon. Well, I guess uh, there's a lot going on in the world. I, I would say um, quite a few end-time Christians, uh, people who tune into current events, um, they're coming out and saying that they, they believe that uh, this year, 2018, and uh, next year, 2019, uh, a lot of Christians are 
are feeling, you know, they're sort of getting checks in the spirit that we may be going to some pretty heavy times where we might see uh, an economic crash. We might see some major wars or even some major disasters, like let's just say theoretically a massive earthquake in Southern California, which geologists are saying is, is just not a matter of when, it's not a matter of if, but when, you know. So they're, they're, they're just saying they feel like the next two years can be, could possibly be, now I wonder to underline the word possibly, I'm not saying, me personally, they're not saying, but I just say they feel there's a possibility, there's a big possibility that we can see many major things happen on the world stage, uh, on a war level, on an economic level, and a disaster level. And uh, so it's just something to, to really be aware of people, I think, need to be prepared as much as possible, both spiritually and practically, for what may happen. I mean, just consider the scenario. What if when uh, they hit Assad, what if Russia got involved? And what if a major war started there? Well, how far could it go? You know, how much damage would it do to the world? You know, would there be any nukes used, you know? But that we came very close there. So, you know, it could have gone the other way. And I would say in the future, maybe it will go the other way where there will be a clash between the U.S. and Russia, you know, because the AC has to bring on confusion, great confusion. He has to bring on chaos so he can come in as the savior of the world and come in uh, as the world leader. And he's going to probably be at the United Nations and giving all these solutions to all the world's problems. And everybody's going to think this guy is just wonderful. So we, we might be getting closer to that. Like we were, like a lot of the things you brought out, Simon, we're seeing all these big things happen in the world, all these heavy current events. And since we started doing shows together many years ago, you know, and doing today's show, it just seems like things are picking up. Things are getting heavier. And we might continue to see very many heavy things come, economic collapse or economic crashes and major disasters coming two years. We need to really watch and pray and really keep in tune with the times so we don't get caught by surprise. Okay, thanks, Joe. It's been great talking with you. Okay, God bless, Simon. It's really inspiring to having another show with you. Okay, that's it for now, folks. God bless you. And we'll go out with a sad commentary on modern air travel from Jeremy Spencer. Enjoy. From the moment you step into the terminal Something in the air makes you feel like a criminal They sure make it hell for you when you fly When you fly In the name of safety and security They subject you to shame And they strip you of your dignity They sure make it hell for you when you fly When you Trip, but the control is getting fiercer And if you make a quip Well it's Please step over here sir They sure make it hell for you When you fly Whatever happened to those easy go 
Show. 